Okay, so last but not least, workers' news. So there's a few things happening. Unions have been looking at un Australia's unemployment and underemployment rate. It's going up fast and we need a plan. We know young people, women and workers in rural and regional Australia are being hit the hardest and anyone who's lived through a recession before knows that if you are unemployed during a recession, it can take years to get back into the workforce again. It's, it's, it's a really urgent and important thing to address. So without a plan that addresses the issues of job insecurity, inequality and record low wage growth, it's likely to get worse. The president of the ACTU, Michelle O'Neill, will be launching their national jobs plan at the National Press Club on Wednesday the 15th of July. So what will be in the plan? We'll have to wait until next week for the details, but we already know that it will focus on three core areas, creating jobs, stimulating the economy, and getting us all back to work. So keep an eye out for that, and we'll report on it next week as well. So the national jobs plan from the ACTU. The Prime Minister is counting on skills-led recovery post-COVID-19, but we have to ask, how will skills shortages be filled? For years, employers have relied on temporary visa holders to fill skill shortages, and we've seen TAFE funds diverted to dodgy private colleges. The Australian Education Union has done a survey of TAFE members and it's revealed the deep in impact of funding cuts by the Morrison government on TAFE, Australia's public provider of vocational education and training. The state of our TAFE survey, the first for a decade, received more than 1,400 responses from AEU members from every TAFE institution in Australia. The survey provided insights from experienced TAFE teachers and reveals the impact of budget cuts across the sector. So since being in government, the Federal Coalition has overseen 140,000 fewer apprentices now than when it was elected. It's cut $3 billion from vocational education. It's overseen a 24.5% decline in TAFE enrolments. Now, the survey shows, the 2020 AEU State of Our TAFE survey shows more than two-thirds of respondents, or 68%, were aware that their institution had stopped providing particular courses in the last three years, with a lack of funding cited as the most common reason for course closure. 81% of respondents said that the budget in their department had decreased in the last three years, while nearly half, or 49% of those in teaching roles, said class sizes had increased. Current levels of TAFE capital works and equipment investment were considered inadequate and requiring some or significant investment by the vast majority of respondents. More than three quarters or 76% of respondents said that they had considered leaving the sector in the last three years and 94% of those were currently working in the job that they had considered leaving. Workload in excessive hours, management approach to and lack of support for staff and arduous compliance requirements were the most commonly cited reasons for wanting to leave. 96% of respondents said administration has increased as a proportion of total work time in the last three years and of these, 84% said it has increased significantly. 
In the 2019, in 2019, the Morrison government also cut $3.9 billion from the infrastructure-focused education investment fund, cut $325.8 million in funding from TAFE budgets, and diverted $200 million of vocational edu education funding from TAFE to industry. As the survey shows, Cuts to funding for TAFE have a deep impact on course and campus closures, attraction and retention of teaching staff and on workload. Once the COVID-19 crisis has passed, Australia will have an urgent need for qualified workers across all industries, and we may not be able to import them from overseas. TAFE is the only institution that has the infrastructure, the workforce, and the trusted reputation to meet the challenges posed by the COVID-19. However, TAFE must be supported to deliver high quality vocational education. It must be the immediate priority of the Morrison government to invest in TAFE, ensure that it's the centrepiece of the effort to rebuild Australia's economy. Now, you can find a sum summary of that survey on the AEU website, aeufederal.org.au, if you have a look in their media, news media section. And lastly, before we go for this week, Hope to see you next week. The last bit of well, bad news, the Fair Work Commission recently handed down decisions that mean pay rises for retail workers have been delayed until the 1st of February next year, but reductions to Sunday penalty rates will still go ahead on the 1st of July. The SDA, or the Shop Distributive and Allied Employees Association, appealed against the decision to cut penalty rates, but the decision was upheld. That's not fair. Retail workers have been fronting up to work since the pandemic began. They've dealt with panic buying and poor customer behaviour. They've packed and repacked shelves. They've processed record sales through the tills for essential retailers. Essential retailers should share the profits with their workers now and pass on a pay rise and protect Sunday penalty rates. Now, if you agree with that, you can find a petition on the SDA website. That's national.sda.com.au slash... There you go. And that's us for this week and tonight. Um, we've made it by the deadline and the next show is waiting outside. So um, thank you for listening. Tune in next week to Rights, Rorts and Rants, presented by Blue Mountains Unions and Community on Radio Blue Mountains, 89.1 FM.